Welcome to Courtney Barrett Radio. I'm Courtney and I'm your spiritual side hustle coach. I'm a former corporate sales rep turned spiritual business coach and breathwork facilitator. I am obsessed with helping you launch your online coaching business, sign your first clients and balance it all with your nine to five. Let's be real. There's no guidebook for 20-something women on how to handle the post-grad world of businesses, jobs, money, spirituality, and life. But if you're anything like me, I know you want to own your power to create major impact, start that business, and manifest your divine abundance. So consider this your spiritual yet down-to-earth bestie, sharing her experiences and tips for you to make your own rules. You're ready for this, babe. Now grab your favorite crystal and journal and keep listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courtney Bear Radio. I am so excited to bring on another special guest today. I have Leah Party, who is a spiritual business mentor, and she's also the host of the Top 200 Candid Confidence podcast. So she teaches entrepreneurs to create and grow their soulful online businesses through releasing fear and self-doubt, and also implementing proven marketing strategies. And you guys know that I'm all about the energy and the strategy, so I'm so excited to bring on Leah to help us with how she does this and what she's doing to help her clients find success. So anyone out there with a business, you're going to love this. And welcome, Leah, to the show. Yay. Thanks so much for having me here. Super excited. Me too. Thanks for coming on. So for those who aren't familiar with you already, do you want to give us a little breakdown of who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess I'll go to the beginning of my business. So um, we, we similarly, we share that background in corporate sales. So I was doing that for a long time, kind of like grinding away in the corporate life, climbing the ladder, um, really found myself, you know, I didn't realize at the time, but really um, hiding a lot of myself and and really morphing into this like corporate clone. And, and I worked for a very conservative, um, old organization run by, you know, (laughs) old white men who just wanted things done a certain way, you know, so I was kind of, you know, unbecoming myself over the five years that I worked there, sadly, but I started, I always was into personal development and especially, you know, working in sales, you do learn about mindset and the psychology of it. So I was doing a lot of reading on personal development, kind of learning. And then I stumbled into like, um, the secret, the book, the secret. Oh my God. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like the gateway drug for so many people. (laughs) So I started like listening to the podcast and just really getting into the spirituality side. And I was like, oh shit, this is what I've been missing. Mm -hmm. So I, after shortly after that, I was like, okay, I want to share what I've learned working in sales, learning about like confidence and how important that is to Mm -hmm. our success. And I decided to start a little blog on the internet called Canon Confidence. And, um, that blog led me very quickly into like discovering the coaching world. And I was like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, this is like perfect. Cause it yeah. was kind of similar to what I was, you know, I had, I gotten an MBA and I was um, looking to do management consulting and, and coaching is kind of similar. So I took the path to become a certified life coach and was working with all different kinds of people. I didn't really have too, too uh, narrow of a niche at the time. Um, kind of just like tried to make it work on my own for a while. Finally, like ended up hiring a coach of my own. Mm-hmm. 
you know, started having different types of clients, um, mostly like confidence coaching clients. But then I started having people reach out that were like um, running businesses online and they wanted confidence coaching for their business. And so I started having some clients who were like in network marketing and and different sort of um, online businesses. And I really found that I was able to help them so much because I had that background in sales. So Mm -hmm. like a lot of it's the mindset stuff, you know, um, getting over the fear of failure and and overcoming obstacles and just all those things. So I kind of found my niche in working with entrepreneurs who a lot of them don't have that background in sales and just helping them with like practical marketing things, as well as the spiritual side. And like, I, you know, for a while there, I wasn't necessarily like a spiritual coach, but I'm so like into that. And I believe so fully in it. I can't even coach someone without it coming up. So now I just work with like spiritual entrepreneurs. Um, And somewhere along that journey, I started my podcast and here we are today. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I think what really stands out about your story, at least to me, is like how much it resonates. Like I feel like a lot of people are going to hear your story and see themselves in it. So I love your authenticity and, you know, what you stand for. And I think like the confidence piece is so important because what you could have like all of the strategy and all like the action plan, but if you don't feel confident in delivering it, it's going to be a challenge. And I think kind of like one thing I learned working in sales is like, I don't know, like sales is like this whole like beast of its own. And sometimes that can be really challenging if you don't feel like fully grounded in what it is that you're doing. So I'm obsessed. Uh, But I'd be curious to hear when you moved from nine to five to full time entrepreneurship, you know, we have a lot of women listening to this show that have a side hustle right now that they'd love to be their full time. Uh, Was there a certain moment that you knew that you were ready to take the leap? And how did you make that transition? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I really wanted to take the leap for a long time. Um, you know, working in sales, like I made kind of a lot of money and I meet you have, then you have like a mortgage in the car that matches that salary. So I kind of needed to match my corporate salary in order to quit my job. So I guess that was kind of where I wanted to be. Um, and I was making like, I don't know, almost $90,000 a year or something like that, like mm-hmm. roughly there. And so I want to say, I honestly, when I quit my job, I was just getting to that point, but I picked, well, actually the first time, this is kind of a funny story. The first (laughs) time I picked the day to quit my job, I like needed to make, you know, X amount more money. And I picked this date and it exactly lined up at the moment. Like perfect. (laughs) And then this was like at the beginning of the pandemic, this was like in March. Um, I went in to quit my job and I ended up telling like my employees that I was quitting. And then I decided over the weekend not to quit because this was like literally right when the pandemic hit. That's and I was such like, wild okay. timing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe not. And then um, somebody ended up telling my boss and they got really mad and it was this whole dramatic thing. So I was like, okay, I need to just like leave. Um, and so I really did kind of take a leap of faith. I wasn't quite matching my corporate salary yet, but like then as soon as I quit, it matched, which is not going to happen hundred percent of the time. There's a lot of mindset work that goes into that. There's a lot of, you know, practical stuff. Like I had some money saved, like, yeah, it's not just, you can just quit your job and just magically it'll all work. But I built a belief for a long time that like, that was the amount of money I was available for. And like, I really, really feel that. So that I think that was why it like lined up so well, but that's like a whole belief system that works. Um, 
so yeah, then I quit my job. And then of course I had more time for more clients and things like that to fall together. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's been, um, I'm so, so, so grateful to not have a boss anymore and to like <laughs> just be done with all of that. <laughs> that's awesome. So something that sparked in my mind when you were talking about that was how, you know, your boss got kind of mad about this idea of you leaving. And I know for myself before I left my job for the longest time, I felt so guilty. I was like, oh my gosh, like what are, what are they going to think? And for anyone listening who's maybe in this stage right now, like they know that they want to leave, but they feel guilty, you know, wondering, is the world going to fall apart when I leave? Are people going to be super ex- upset? Um, what would you have to say? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think that like, okay, so you have like, you know, like the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and it's like, yeah. human needs. like the very first one is that safety. And when you have someone that for years or for any period of time is, is handing you your paychecks, that's your like safety and like security. Yeah. It's just like expected. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a scary thing to walk away from. And I think that there happens, this is, I think how like even cults and like things like that end up <laughs> existing is like, that person becomes your, your security because they're handing you your food essentially and your survival. Mm. And we end up like almost bowing down to them in a way. Like we end up shape shifting to like be who they want us to be because we're so afraid subconsciously of that safety net being taken away from us. And so I think that's where that guilt comes from. Like we feel like we need to like be loyal to them in a way because they are providing for us. It's this whole weird, like mental thing that goes on. But, um, I think that like, it's, it's so important to follow our, our dreams and follow our purpose. And when I was about to leave, I I just, it felt so out of alignment to be there. It was like painful to be on like a 20 minute conference call. Like I just could not, cause it was just, my soul was just like, we are done here. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point to bring up because I even noticed like after hours I would be on my client calls and even though it'd be like six o'clock, there'd be a part of me that felt like I needed to check my phone. Like what if I miss an email from someone at work and I would have this sense of guilt, but I'd be like, no, like the work day is over, but we feel like so pulled to it. And like, we always have to be like available. We always have to be bending over backwards. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, do you look at human design at all? I am interested in it and I've been learning more lately, but honestly, it kind of confuses me sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know your type? I'm a generator. I was, okay. That's why I asked. I'm a generator too. And I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this girl's a generator like me. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's, it's the workaholic tendency. It's like, it's like we are wired to be on and on. And like, that's, that's probably why we also were drawn to work in sales. Right. And, yeah. but, and then now entrepreneurship, but also for me, like being a generator, it's just always feeling like I have to produce and be busy. It's taken a long time for me to learn how to like slow down and like work less hours in my business. But it's, yeah. it's so nice because now I can finally like chill. And like, that was, I did not chill for like, you know, <laughs> the past like 20 something years of my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm trying to lean into that energy a little bit more now. I actually left my job about a month ago, so it hasn't been that long yet, but I feel like my hours haven't changed. Like I'm still working like crazy every day because I have all these projects that I put on the back burner when I was in my nine to five. And now that I have this free time, I'm like, oh my God, like so much creative time, all this energy. But now I'm like, okay, you need to take a break. Like you don't need to keep working 10 hour days. Like you don't have a nine to five anymore. And it's, 
sometimes challenging. So I'd love to hear like for the girls listening that have their job in their business right now, I'd love to hear like, how did you maintain that balance between your business and your nine to five when you were in that lifestyle? Yeah. Um, one thing that one of my first coaches said to me was like about the working around the clock thing with the yeah. business. She was like, <laughs> you didn't quit your nine to five for a 24 seven. So I always kind of go back to that. It's like, it's true. I cannot be always on my phone checking Instagram. Um, but with balancing it with the nine to five, I mean, that was, that was hard. I'm not going to lie. Like what I did was um, I decided it was important to me. I decided I was going to make it work. I decided I would put all of the energy and effort into it to reap the rewards later. And so I woke up early every Saturday morning and worked a few hours. And then Sunday, I pretty much worked a full day in my business. Like every Sunday, um, you know, after work, most nights I would be working my business. I mean, I, I threw myself into it. And again, I'm a generator. Yeah. I'm like, this you're talking about my life right here. (laughs) (laughs) But I think some people that you know, the thing is like, we all have the same 24 hours. Right. And like people who have kids, maybe that's a little bit different because like, yeah, yeah, your kids are your first priority, but if you don't have kids, you can do this. Like you can decide to go all in and spend the time and maybe ditch some of the Netflix shows for a minute, but you can do it. And I think the thing that holds people back is like, they don't really fully believe it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So they don't, so they make up excuses like, oh, I don't have time. I can't do it, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if the, if you really believed you could quit your job and, you know, a year or two or however long it takes, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be worth it to go all in? Yeah. And I yeah. guess is where like the support comes in. And like, you know, I, I just went like probably eight months without a coach. And then I got another, I got a coach like a few months ago and I'm like, okay, I'm like reminded again of the importance of that support and like having that person who believes mm-hmm. in you. And it's just like, I think that's why it's so important in the beginning for people to have that support because you, yes. you might not have it from friends and family and, you know, you've got to build up so much belief that this thing is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And actually, before I started my coaching business, I had a product based business and I really had no clue what I was doing, but I admire myself for jumping in. Um, But when I decided to make the pivot to coaching, I hired my own coach and it was like things started happening so much more quickly. And that's why I always, you know, preach that having a coach is so important, not because I am a coach, but like from the client perspective, like I understand that having a coach is what helped accelerate me. Like when I was running that product-based business, didn't really get too far. (laughs) But as soon as I started my coaching business and made that change, you know, it only took like nine months and then I was full-time. And I love what you say about really, you know, making your business a priority and not a when I have time, Um, you know, making it a non-negotiable if you really, really believe in that success. Um, But I'm curious to hear, how did you kind of navigate burnout and making sure that while you were making that appropriate time that you weren't, you know, running yourself to the ground every day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's super important too. And like, I'm obviously big on the mindset piece and, um, I would wake up early every morning and I would do my morning routine. And like, I meditated every, I I still meditate almost every single day, you know, even Mm -hmm. just for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, really journaling to like brain dump. I love just like if I wake up in the morning with anxieties or worries, I do love just brain dumping that in the journal, just getting it all out of there. Um, I love EFT tapping. Do you Ooh, tap at all? Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Like I, uh, yeah, if I have like some type of block and I'm like, oh, I need to work on money mindset or whatever it is. I love tapping through it. So 
I did all of those things when I was in that like corporate grind life um, and balancing, you know, having the, uh, my business. So Mm -hmm. I think it's a really, really good point to bring that up because yeah, burnout and and the stress and like the anxiety of all of that, that's going to like fuck up your success too. So you have to balance like doing the work and doing the mindset work. And also like when I was, when I was first my nine to five and doing my business, I was spending a lot of time on things that weren't that important. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just didn't know what to do as so I was trying all the <laughs> things, you know? So I could have eliminated a lot of, a lot of time if I had known like what key activities to focus on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you bring that up because funny enough, that was actually going to be my next question for you is for girls who are just getting started in business. What are kind of those first few things that you recommend as the most important kind of like starting points and things to do right at the beginning? Yeah. I mean, I think like getting clear on who you want to help, of course, like having a niche. I think for me for a super long time, I was afraid to really honed down. Like I was afraid to be like, this is who I want to work with. Mm -hmm. So like I had like boy clients, like, which is fine, (laughs) but like, I'm not super interested. You know, I'm, I have a very specific person I want to work with, you know, now, but in the beginning I had clients like of all different ages and and boys and, and women and, um, and different topics they wanted to work on. Like someone would be going through a divorce and then someone else would be this. So I think like don't be afraid to like speak to the people you want to work with. And, you know, I used to create a lot of content within the back of my mind, like, Oh, like maybe I better water this down a bit. I didn't really like know I was doing that, I guess, but I was Mm -hmm. doing that because I was like, I want to appease all of these different people versus just like focusing on who I wanted to really work with. So um, don't be afraid to like pick who you want to work with and decide what that looks like and, and only worry about those people. Don't worry about your aunt who's like looking at your face and your <laughs> stuff and all of that. Um, and then, you know, creating content, creating free content is like pretty much like what the online business world revolves around, especially yeah. when you're new. So creating more than you're consuming, um, and just, just, you know, writing from the heart or sharing from the heart, whatever, whatever way you're producing content, just like, let it pour from your soul and like, say the things you believe that your client needs to hear without worrying about, mm-hmm. you know, your ex from high school. I always, a lot of my clients <laughs> like, Oh, what about like friends and family? And that's like, I totally felt that way too. It's mm-hmm. a big concern. So, um, then you do the mindset work to like, let go of those fears. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I love how everything that you just said was so heart led and heart centered. I think that's amazing. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard to get caught up in like the the shoulds or making things like professional or like unintentionally putting on some kind of front. But you don't realize that when you really speak from your heart and when you speak to that one specific person, you know, someone's going to come across and be like, oh, my gosh, like this was made for me. And that's like the best connection that we can make. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I totally did in the beginning. I was like, I would spend so much time like tweaking my website and like making my brand and colors a little bit different and like wasting time. But I think it was because of like fear of actually creating, you know, or talking to my ideal clients. It was just like (laughs) so crazy. Yeah. And I think too, it's important to remember that like when you create that content for one specific kind of person, it serves them better, right? Because if you try and like spread yourself really thin and you're talking about all these things that maybe aren't in your zone of genius or that you're not passionate about, like, you know, that person isn't getting the best 
result or like what they really could have is if they work with someone who was, you know, super specific and custom to what they want. And then the people that you help get like the best results possible. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Amazing. So let's talk a little bit about confidence now, because I know that that's your specialty and it's something that can be a challenge. Like I know for myself, confidence is not something that came naturally. It was such a practice over time. So for anyone listening who can relate to what I just said, and they feel like it's challenging, you know, what are your tips for increasing your confidence and working on it? And also for like being confident, showing up as the real you on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. I think that like, like my idea of confidence is loving yourself, loving your flaws, like loving your like quote unquote flaws and, and things you don't like that you, you know, learning to like the things about yourself that you didn't use to like those sort mm-hmm. of things. And um, walking into a room and just like not caring what people think because you love yourself. And it is really hard. Like I didn't have a lot of confidence, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. um in college and stuff. And it's, I worked on it over the years. I think one of the biggest things that like made me like want to talk about confidence is, was working in sales. You face so much rejection, you know, like I was like walking into businesses and asking for the owner. And then like, he would tell me no in front of like 15 people or like I'd call on the phone and get hung up on. And it sucks. Um, especially, you know, our, we have such like an innate need to be accepted. And so put yourself in situations like that, (laughs) like maybe to to that extreme, but like, can you make it a game where talking face to camera on Instagram or writing that blog post that maybe you're a little more vulnerable in, or that Instagram post, like sharing things that you are afraid to share. That is a way that you can build confidence because you'll, your ego is going to be like, don't do this. Don't post it. Are you sure? But when you push through that and you do it anyways, then you start to learn, oh, nothing bad happened. Like most of the time, you know, (laughs) the backlash is not going to be what you think it is, you know? So you start to train your brain that like you can handle more and you start to believe more in yourself through that. So I really think Mm -hmm. doing things that make you scared, like things make you nervous all the time um, is what builds confidence and resilience. And then mindset work too. Like um, you know, like this is like writing a forgiveness, forgiveness letter to like a body part that you've been hating on for years mm-hmm. and deciding, you know what, like, why am I like, so like, I, at one point I was, um, saving up money to get like the cellulite on my ass, like lasered off. And then I was like, you know <laughs> what humans like have cellulite, like this is okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And just forgiving all of that and moving on and realizing like, this is, this is just life. Like, I'm not going to like do this for the rest of my life every time I don't like something. Um, So doing the mindset work around learning to love all the parts of you and really loving yourself for who you are. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And what about confidence for like discovery calls, for example, when it comes to telling people what your price is? I know that's something that can be really scary for people. So what would you recommend? So I think the biggest thing is to be really, really, really solid on your pricing. And it doesn't mean it needs to be low. Um, It means that you do the work around deciding you're worthy of that price. Um, Mm -hmm. But if it's a price that's too high and you really, in your heart, you're like, 
uh, I cannot tell someone this price and you feel weird <laughs> about it. You're going to have to find a price that you are really confident with and start there and then build on it and, and increase it incrementally. Um, but the, yeah, being really solid in what you offer, um, look at your testimonials before you get on the call, you know, you go back to some of those client, like save the messages from clients that even if you have one client, like save their messages, they send you that say, Hey, oh my gosh, like this helped me so much. Look at those before your calls. Like you can, you can shift your mindset, um, by talking to yourself, you know, for some people, it's like talking out loud, talking to a mirror. Mm -hmm. I like writing it in my journal, just affirming, like, you know, um, I'm a badass coach. Like I change people's lives. I help women do this and this and this, like, here's a reminder of how I overcame this in my own life. Just pumping yourself so full of that belief, because that's how you nail discovery call is like, being like convicted in in your pricing and what you're offering really. I love it. And what about girls who are new to business and haven't worked with any clients yet? And they feel like they have to have a client in order to serve clients, but then they're like, well, well then how could I do that? Um, What would you recommend for getting on that discovery call and feeling confident to nail it, even though you haven't worked with anyone before? So I'm a big believer in practice clients. I'm really, really huge on that. I think that I've known lots of people who have kind of like skipped that part and end up in exactly what you're saying. Like they have, they go on discovery calls and it just doesn't work out. And for months they don't have clients, but you can have clients that just aren't paying you yet that you're getting practice. So um, I would definitely recommend finding some people that you can practice with. That way you can have those testimonials and you can have like, you know, you help this person like, um, you know, overcome something and you can go back to that. And if you are, if you haven't had practice clients yet, then probably what you're selling hopefully is something that you have like done yourself, right? Like, you know, (laughs) you you hopefully you wouldn't coach on something you've never done. So you have to just remind yourself of that and go back to that because the the fear is going to be there. And there's going to be that voice that says like, are you sure you can do this? Are you really going to be able to help them? And you have to just like affirm yourself so firmly that like, yeah, I can do this. Amazing. I love that so much because I think what I've realized is like with every, every new level in business in life, like the fear doesn't go away. It just evolves into something else. And the best thing we can do is just jump anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's like new levels, new devils, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'd love to hear what is the biggest reason or like some of the bigger reasons that you find women falling into self-doubt? Because I know that's something that you talk about quite a bit. And what do you recommend that we do to overcome it? Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that everyone has self-doubt because really that's just like part of the function of our brain is to keep us safe and we get (laughs) afraid to, you know, be rejected and all of that. Um, and honestly, I think like sometimes Instagram can lead to a lot of self-doubt because you're just constantly seeing people like hitting 10 K months and all these things and (laughs) not a lot of, um, necessarily honesty about when things don't go right. For example, you know, there's lots of people that are being super, super honest and there's some that aren't, or that are exaggerating or that are, everything has a filter, right? It's like, it's Instagram. You have to like, kind of know that. Um, so being like laser focused on your own path, I think is really important. And like being focused on your own timing and not being concerned that someone else seems to have gotten it easier um, or that she looks better or whatever, her page looks more, you know, um, fancy or whatever, just like focusing on you. And then 
I think the biggest thing for self-doubt is like, is doing the mindset work, like meditating, I think is so huge for, for confidence and overcoming self-doubt because you're basically training your brain that like you're, you're training yourself to let go of the stories and like, let go of making every thought mean something. Mm -hmm. And when you can do that and create that like quiet space, you can more like dictate the way you think about things versus just having all the overthinking constantly in your head. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to hear like some quick tips on women who want to improve their sales skills. So whether that is on the discovery call itself, whether that's on like social media or email list, if you just have any quick tips you'd love to share about, you know, being more confident with that or, you know, women who just don't feel totally comfortable with selling or talking about their offers very often. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know I had a client last week who was saying like, she was afraid to put on her Instagram, like, you know, captions that she was, you know, book a call or like Mm -hmm. simply selling in them because she was like, well, um, you know, people aren't going to want to follow me if I'm selling things. And that's just like, human nature. We, we don't want to bother people. We don't want to, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, this, this is a little bit like counter counter, um, act something I said earlier about being like laser focused, but like quickly take a look at some of the people that you like admire on Instagram or like people like podcasts you listen to coaches, whatever, take a quick look at what, um, what things make you want to follow them. What stands out? Like sometimes there's things like, well, they're sharing their success. And if you're afraid to share your success, know that like, that's what draws you to someone else. So it's okay to do those Mm, things. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think like being bold, being unapologetic, you know, not being afraid of what people are going to think if you share an opinion that's a little bit different (laughs) because that's what, you know, that's what draws us to people is when they, they say something, there's a lot of like repeated things on the internet or like fluff or just like not a whole lot of substance there. And if we can throw a little curveball in it by being more of us and like leaning into our like own quirks and our own, you know, things we think are a little bit weird or a little bit different like lean in on those and like share those because people are going to relate to you when you're actually sharing like interesting things. Yeah. Oh, that's such great advice. And I think, you know, one thing I experimented with a while back when I noticed that like, I don't know, I wouldn't say that like my content was getting boring, but just felt like there was less of my personality in it. And I was like, you know what? I really want to change this. I want to show more of me. And, you know, funny enough, I started getting more engagement. Sometimes it seemed like people were really like drawn to when I was just talking about the most random things and showing off more of you just helps people to like build that connection and, you know, really see you for who you are and, you know, someone that they would love to work with. And also I think like from a marketing standpoint too, and, you know, engaging standpoint is that, when people are comfortable engaging with something like that, then when you do have an offer, people have already reached out to you and would feel comfortable to do it again. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like just sharing the interesting things about you that maybe you've been afraid to share. I think that's so, so powerful. For sure. And do you have any tips for when maybe we do get that little bit of backlash? Like if someone has something negative to say when we feel like we've gotten really vulnerable, how to like bounce back after that and, you know, just any tips for overcoming that feeling? 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard. And I think that we, we all like, we're going to be upset when that type of thing happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that we can adopt a mindset almost like with facing our fears and like being like, Oh, well, this is part of how I'm growing my confidence. So I'm going to do this thing that scares me. Mm -hmm. Like if someone reaches out and disagrees with you, like you've been bold, like go you like pat yourself (laughs) on the back, like, you know, say to the person, you know, I'm sorry, you feel that way we can disagree and it's fine, you know, whatever, but you've been bold if you're getting backlash. So probably keep doing you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then the people who do agree with you are going to, you know, want to come hang out on your Instagram or wherever it may be. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not ever sharing things that are, you know, bold enough to get backlash, then like people may not, you know, you, you want to like have something to say. And that also like, you want to repel people that, um, aren't your ideal clients, right. Yeah. Essentially. So like the, the more you can hone in on what you really want to say, you're going to just like, yeah, increase the engagement with people who agree with you that you really want to work with anyways. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. That's great advice. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about some of your favorite ways that you incorporate spirituality into your business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like my entire day is like a spiritual (laughs) like routine. Um, let me think about like how I infuse into my business. I mean, every single thing where like something could go wrong, I immediately sink into like that faith and that trust. And like, there's a higher power and, um, surrender, like surrendering. I think surrendering is, is one of the biggest ways right now that I'm practicing spirituality in my business, like handing things over to God's timing. Like, you know, the universe, God has its own timeline. It's different from mine. I can't, you know, um, be so obsessed with my next goal Mm -hmm. and be be in that state of like almost lack, like, why isn't it here yet? Why isn't it here yet? You know, (laughs) I, you know, why don't I have enough or I want more. Instead it's like sinking into that trust of like, you know what, what's going on in my life right now is happening for a reason. It's all like divine. And, um, and whether or not you necessarily believe that like everything literally happens for a reason or not, it's an empowering thought process. And it's really, it makes a lot of sense versus, getting angry or like wishing things were different when they just aren't like, Mm -hmm. so sinking into the timing of your life, um, you know, knowing that things aren't going to work out every single time and that's okay. That's part of the path. Like just believing in whatever, like spiritual, you know, beliefs you have allowing that to take over because we can, when we're in the space of like faith and believing and like, wanting our goals to happen, but also being okay. If they don't, I feel like that's where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. I love it. And what advice you have for women who are coming into business from that corporate background where, you know, that's not really a common perspective to have. And we're taught things are so linear and very like hustle, very, you know, like on the, on the grind or whatever you want to call it. Um, what do you suggest for switching into this perspective and kind of like leaning into that more faith-based approach? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, one analogy that I really, that I really like when it comes to like the hustle mindset is like, when we think like the harder you work, the more money you're going to make. Well, we know that's not true because look at like janitors and like, you know, one of my first jobs after college, I was managing housekeepers at like an inner city hospital. Like 
they worked just as hard as anyone there and made very little money. So mm-hmm. we know that that doesn't actually make sense. It's not how, you know, CEOs, business owners, um, many times don't work physically hard, right? A lot of it's just <laughs> like being there to run the show. So it doesn't actually make sense that the harder you work, the more successful you're going to be or the more money you're going to make. So mm-hmm. once we can kind of dismantle some of those belief systems, then we can kind of inject what we want and like, no matter, like it, it can work that the hustle, the hustle can work and it does work. Um, if that's what you decide to go with, but you can also decide to go with flow and embrace that and decide like, I'm, you know, I'm going to work five hours a day in my business and spend a little more time on my mindset work. And that's, what's gonna make me successful. And I think really wherever you infuse your belief is where is what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And we get to decide like which, which way we want to go with and, why go with the one where you work super hard? <laughs> I love it. And for girls who kind of share a similar background to us that feel really compelled to be always on all the time, like what do you suggest for giving yourself that permission to actually lean back? Because a lot of times, you know, it's well and good to be like, yeah, like I'll do this, I'll do that. But then when it actually comes down to it, then that kind of like stress and pressure sinks in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like building it up a little bit over time. Um, One thing I started doing maybe like four or five months ago, I was like, okay, I'm done working weekends. Like I just decided it's not work weekends anymore because I was doing that for months after I quit my job. And now I'm like, why was I doing that? Um, But I was doing it because I felt like I should, you know, I was in that whole mindset of like, I gotta always be on. And so I started doing that by just like challenging myself and saying like, okay, like this weekend, I'm not going to do anything. And of course I had a little bit of the anxiety, but then the more that I did it, like a few weekends later, I was like, okay, like the world didn't end. Nothing bad happened. I feel more relaxed. (laughs) I'm more creative now and you just kind of see it working. So I think just like little by little, um, one thing that I do, I used to like sit on my phone at night and just be on Instagram, you know, doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is gotta stop. So I put like a timer. Um, well, like on the iPhone, you can set it up so that it's like, I have it seven o'clock, my app stopped yeah. like working. And so that really helped me like set a timeline for myself. Like I'm not going to work in the evenings. I'm not going to be on my phone. <laughs> like, Um, and it's, and it's a little bit, little by little over time, I think you dismantle that like belief that you have to always be on. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think, like you said, when you take those days off, then you come back better than ever. And, you know, when you're working with clients and people that you're giving a lot of energy to, you want to show up from, you know, that higher place and not from a place that you're burnt out or not, you know, giving as much as you could and, you know, showing up, just not, in your highest self to serve these people who are investing their time, energy, and money to, to work with you. And I think something that's really helped me is to also like, kind of like look back and analyze like what days my business have looked like. Cause there's been some days where I've worked like 12 hours and made $0. And there's been days where I didn't work at all and I made sales. So that's not to say that we should be in like only one or the other all of the time, but it's just saying that you realize there's a balance because you've seen both possibilities play out before. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit of just like, you just prove to yourself, like, okay, I don't have to work this many hours. Like we can't like 40 hours, like who decided 40 hours a week, by the way, is the same. Henry Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Like now we have technology. 
we don't need to, you know, like working in sales, like, I don't know about you, but do you ever wonder how the hell people did it without GPSs? like driving around with a freaking map, like how, like that was so inefficient, <laughs> but we decided we still have to work the exact same amount of hours that they did with mm-hmm. a GPS and a computer and all the things. So like, we have to just really think like, okay, why, why do I believe I have to work 40 hours a week? Like who did Jesus Christ say that? Like everyone has to work 40 <laughs> hours a week. Like, no, we're, we're ingrained with these things. But once we can start to like shed them a little bit and then like do like like you said like oh well like there's been days I didn't work at all I made lots of money so clearly the hours don't necessarily equate to the success you know it's it's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah thank you so much Leah this has been seriously amazing I am so excited for everyone to listen to this especially you know girls who are more new to business and really just kind of building their confidence muscles up Um, but do you have any last words that you would love to leave our listeners with today Yeah. Oh my gosh. This has been really fun. Um, I would say if you're someone who wants to start a business or who's in the business grind, wanting to like make it full time, um, just don't give up because even if it takes longer than you think it should, or you, you know, it's not happening fast enough, or you don't feel like you have enough clients, um, it's going to be worth it when you can be your own boss and do your (laughs) own thing. So just stick with it. Just know that everyone else also feels that way. Like we all always want the next thing and we want it now. And, um, we don't have a lot of patience in our, in our culture. So stick with it. It is worth it. And really anyone can do this with give, if they give themselves the time, the resources and like the commitment. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And where can we find you? Do you have any beautiful offers right now that you would love to share with us? Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram at candid.confidence. Um, my podcast is called Candid Confidence. And for the month of November, I do have, I'm running a sale on 90 minute, um, what did I call them? Boss Bay breakthrough sessions. So that's all in my Instagram as well. Amazing. And we'll have the links down below for anyone wants to, who wants to connect with you. But thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was absolutely amazing. And thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks for listening and letting me guide you to your most spiritual side hustle. If you love the show, I would be so grateful to hear from you in an iTunes review. And be sure to come hang out with me over on Instagram at the Court Barrett and join my free Facebook community, the Spiritual Side Hustle Society, for even more daily inspo and tips. Now, what are you waiting for? Go out there and live your soul's purpose, and I'll talk to you next time.